You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 39. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, hello, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator, It is always wonderful to have you join. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. You've picked a great show to start with. We have a fabulous guest today, and I've got to say that one of the wonderful benefits for me in putting together this show and keeping it going is the wonderful people that I get to meet. And I know I've mentioned this before, But it's truly one of those things that is continually joyful for me, being able to be introduced to wonderful talent and delightful people and bring their wisdom to all of you that I care so much about and 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 want to help you continue to grow and learn and get a glimpse into what some other coaches might be doing with their wisdom and and their training and how they bring that forward. And our guest today Susan Critton is a wonderful example of that. Susan is an executive career coach, a master personal brand strategist, a master career counselor, and she's the author of Personal Branding for Dummies. So she's done one of those dummy books that is such a sort of a foundation to when you want to learn about something, right? Those dummy books are so full of great information. So she's taken her incredible information about personal branding and has put that into the Personal Branding for Dummies book. Susan works with professionals who are looking to engage, you know, who their authentic self is with the world. And she does that through personal branding. So how can we as coaches then be authentic, be genuine, and bring our personal brand into what we do, whether that's personally or professionally? How do we approach the world? How are we in the world in such a way that we know that we're being authentic and genuine and that attracts people to us who are attracted to to whoever we truly are? Susan has extensive experience in career development. And with that, she's able to draw on her ability to identify each individual's uniqueness. So when she works with her clients, she helps them tap into what's unique and special and genuine about that, and how to then arrange that in such a way that it can be strategic it can help us expand into sort of who we are and who we want to be in the personal and professional world. So when we visit with Susan today, I think you're going to immediately feel her energy, her genuineness, her great love of sort of life and what she does. So let's go to our interview with Susan Critton. 
Hi, Susan. I want to welcome Susan Critton to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. I just got back from yoga. Life is good. Life is so good. <laughs> that is wonderful. I am just so excited that you're taking time to share your expertise with us today. And yes. That expertise primarily, while you are very well versed in many areas, we're going to focus on that expertise that is all around branding today. So let's talk about why is branding so important in today's times? Yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing because we all have a brand, whether we realize it or not. So people already have an idea about what we stand for, what we, you know, what our real brand is. And I think what I, the reason why I think it's so important now is that it brings a consciousness to how we're seen by other people. And what I love about the whole branding idea is how do you take responsibility for that and start to think about in a very conscious way, how might I influence how people see me in the way I want to be seen. And so I think it's, you know, a lot of times people think it's just social media or a tagline or something slick. And to me, it's actually the opposite. It's really going to the core of who you are and letting people see the best of you. So Wow. So that would therefore be very important, both personally and professionally. Yeah. And I think... To me, your brand transcends all aspects of your life. And so I'm sure you and your life have volunteered for things. And I have a number of children and they're now in their 20s. But so I was very active community volunteer. And I used to say to my husband, I would never hire that person in the workplace because they're lousy volunteers or, oh my gosh, that person's fabulous. I hope I have a chance to someday cross paths or do business with them because I'm sure they're fabulous there too. So it's an interesting thing. Like people often don't think that one influences the other, but to me, if you're well-branded, you're actually more congruent. It's You're the same person, whether you're a volunteer, whether you're a parent, whether you're in the workplace. And of course, we, we do different things there and we behave in different ways. But part of branding is, is kind of owning a congruency of who you are, too. Yeah. That's just a powerful quote right there and something for people to settle around and kind of think about that congruency. Mm-hmm. So if we're, if we're thinking about taking our brand, let's say into rebranding people who are maybe starting a a new profession. Many of our listeners might be coming into coaching after having been in another, another life, Mm -hmm. another career. So how does branding sort of transcend or stay congruent even as you move from one part of your life into another? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. I think that we often so identify with the titles, right? Like, so, oh, I was an IT project manager, or I was, you know, I'm a career coach, or I'm I'm a whatever, right? And so the way I like to work with my clients is that not to forget that, but, but when you start to go more to the core characteristics of who you are as a person, you're the same person, again, going back to my congruency, if you're an IT project manager moving to a coach, you kind of find the, the common thread of those and look at how do you build the brand from that common thread, maybe using that experience and transcending it into the next career that you're into. And so a lot of times people, because we're so familiar with this, is that they really want to go with their job titles. And the job title piece is actually, that's where people get messed up. 
right? Like, so if you, so I like to look at, again, those core characteristics. I am a big fan of the Strengths Finder, And so I use the Strengths Finder a lot with my clients. And I always say, okay, so if you have a, a strength of strategy, you have a strength of strategy wherever you go. How do we maybe build the brand around that? Or, right? So some okay. of those Excellent. Yeah. So when you're working with a client around building brand, mm-hmm. what are some of the key that that's one you you mm-hmm. focus around strengths, but what are some other I mean, what does sort of working with somebody around building a brand? What does that? What does that involve? So I was trained in the reach methodology. And so that's the base of the way I work. And so it's really three parts. It's, it's looking at who you are. So discovering who you are. And I always think this is that place where you become introspective, right? And we do the strengths and we look at your values and we look at your your interests and we look at what skill sets you have. Basically, you take all of who you are and kind of take it into pieces and say, how do I want to put this together now at this point in my life? The second piece is, and actually that's where, I mean, that's my sweet spot. I love that piece with clients. And I would say that's probably about 60% of where I spend my time. And then the next phase is how are we going to communicate it? Oh, also in the first phase, we look at who are you speaking to? So who's your target audience, which a lot of people skip over that. And then they, it's like, well, that's not the language you'd use, you know, kind of back to your first question. Like if you are moving from an IT project manager into a coach, the most obvious target audience would be IT people, right? Because you get them. So really understanding the target audience and who are your competitors? Like who else does this work, right? So I think those pieces are all important to look at. And then we move into the phase of communication. So to me, this is writing a bio that becomes a summary on LinkedIn that becomes, could be even the way you address people. It could be then also the, hey, tell me about yourself, right? So we look at that communication piece. It could also be your resume, like if that's a piece of what you're doing, but then also the social media piece. What I often find is people will call me thinking branding is about make me look good on social media. And I actually had this one call and it was so illustrative of this. And she said, well, I heard you're really good with LinkedIn and can you make me look good on LinkedIn? I said, actually, I'm great, great at doing that with people. But I said, so I see your target audience are senior level executives. And she goes, no, they're reentry moms and kids just out of college. I said, well, I don't see that in your in your stuff. And, and she said, are you telling me I need a coach? And I said, yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, As a matter of fact, I, I do think you need a coach. I said, but you need to get really clear on your target audience because what you're showing is not who you're selling to. And so you've got to lessen that confusion there. Sorry, I'm kind of backtracking a little. No, I um, think that that's really helpful because I guarantee you, the majority of our audience is thinking, how can I look better on LinkedIn? Yeah. So, so and, some of these things you know, are key. It's important. And this is why doing that earlier work just about who you are, who you're speaking to, what what's your message is so critical because yes, you can go put a new picture on LinkedIn and say things the right way. But if you're not being a little strategic about who am I speaking to and is this the right messaging? Am I using the right words? 
it's it's not very effective. And then the third part is kind of like they're very, I call it your brand ecosystem, like it, or you could also say it's your everything else. So it could be like, for those of you who see this visually, you can see a little bit of my office. So I have a spiral staircase and I have blue walls and fun art. And, you know, that would be a little bit. And I often have people who've met me on the phone and then come into my office and they'll walk in, they'll go, oh, this looks just like you. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that would be on brand, right? Mm-hmm. It's also what clothes you wear. It's it's all those other pieces, colors you use, the you know how your your emails. Your, I mean, like your email signatures, your colors, your website, all of those things. That's kind of the everything else piece. Yeah. So, and you work to get some congruency to help to help people identify what that all would look like and then how to bring it forward. Right. You know, and, and always with the client story, there was a woman who was an, is, was an attorney. This was a number of years ago. And she was introverted, highly intelligent, and thoughtful. And she on her comes in with her materials to me and she's got dynamic, da-da-da. And I said to her, you know, with all due respect, this isn't very representative of who you are. And she said, well, aren't you always supposed to say those things? And I said, not if they're not true. And so what we worked on was aligning her words with who she really was with that thoughtful intelligence. So she wouldn't be somebody that would use red as a color, for example, right? She's going to use blue or she's going to use a more subdued color because that's who she is as a person. Well, what's also interesting to me in that is that if she's putting out there a non-authentic, not intentionally, but I mean, putting out, then people who are attracted to what she's putting out there are not necessarily going to be pleased when there's an incongruency. Whereas there are certainly people who would be attracted to her, her, who her genuine self is. She just has to get that out there. Right. You know, like not everybody, I would not be a good coach for everybody. I'm pretty direct. I'm more blunt. We just, you know, get to work. Like if there's somebody who needs a lot of kind of, you know, just needs a lot of tenderness. Now it's not that I can't be nice because I'm certainly nice. You're a very nice person. You just are um, direct. You're not going to be more direct. So, so I have found my audience in a lot of senior level executives who say to me, I love that we can have such an honest conversation. And they said, and often what I hear is there are very few places I get to have that. So, you know, so I have found my right group and there are people that aren't the right group and that's okay, right? That's part of branding, right? It's who's not right for you. Absolutely. How did you get clear about who your correct target market was for Susan? (laughs) Always, you know, like, right, all the trial and error. Um, Yes. I have been doing, so I'm a trained career counselor is my, I don't know if I ever told you that, but I'm a trained career counselor. And I've actually been doing this work for a really long time. And my very first group I worked with was at the Battered Women's Alternatives of Women in Transition in the Transition House. So I'm bringing this up in that I have worked really, when people call and they say, have you ever worked with whatever. I've really worked with almost everybody. I still am a little bit involved in outplacement. And so you get whoever comes across, right? Like, so you have to adapt yourself to that. In my private practice, what I even found there though, is that I ended up running the executive team groups. I ran an executive group here in the Bay Area for years. So I kind of always gravitated towards that group because it was a place that having a direct, honest conversation was a was good. They like that. Like, right. I wasn't, I didn't offend anybody there. 
well, I guess I probably still do occasionally, but <laughs> so I think, you know, some of that was, I literally felt like I, I worked in boot camp during the tech downturn in the early 2000s. And I met with lots of people and I just kind of saw the right, the people that I worked well with people I didn't work well with. That was a long answer. Sorry. No, it's a good answer. So, so in, for those people who might be listening, who are still in that place of, I don't know, people are telling me to, to find a niche market and I don't know what my target market mm-hmm. is and I don't know how to gain clarity. Some of it might be working with a lot of different people yeah. to get a sense of where is that? And how could also the reach process, which I'd encourage you to maybe share a little bit more about reach for people who don't know what that is, how that might also help a coach get clearer about who they might work with. And I don't know if it would, but my experience with reach is that it certainly might. Yeah. So I teach the personal brand certification program. I don't know if you knew that. And Uh -uh. I'm the trainer. So I'm the one that certifies people in personal branding methodology using the reach methodology. And I have people from all over the world, mostly coaches, sometimes HR people, occasionally a business owner. And so for them, you know, one of the things I always say is, is that from a cost effectiveness, it's more cost effective really to take the class and go through the entire process with me as the guide and a buddy along the way, as it would be for to hire a coach to go through this. And so what we really do is in each of the lessons, there is that place of, we do the 360 reach, which is a 360 that looks at not just, it actually doesn't look at your performance. It looks at more your character, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? And have you done the 360? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. certified in the 360. So yeah. Oh, okay, great. So the 360 is a, a fun tool, as you know, right? It and really is. I love that. And I think that that gives a lot of direction. People, you know, right? Like depends how many people you send it to, but you get a lot of really good feedback there. The three then from that. So that's a piece of the material we gather along with things like strengths finder and interests and values and all the different pieces that we gather. And so as part of the reach process, that is the exude phase, right? So we're, we're pulling it out of people. We're exuding it from people about who are you. And often my, my clients or the, my students and sometimes clients, right? Don't, they don't know who their target market is. And I, and I'm always really encouraging them not to, not to stress too much about it. Get out and experiment you know, and really be conscious of, did I like working with that person? Was it because they were female or was it because they were re-entry or was it because they are new managers or, you know, like start to notice the pieces. And, you know, personally for me, just working with so many different kinds of people helped me figure it out. But it was also hard because I really like everybody and I really Mm -hmm. can work with almost everybody. So it felt, in some ways wrong to have to exclude people as part of my target audience. But then through that reach process, then we go to the express phase, which is what I was talking about with the communicate phase, right? So you've gathered all this now, what's your messaging? How do you say that? Where do you say it? You're looking at who do you say it to? That kind of thing. And then, right. So then we take that out. Yeah. That's, so that is a way to, to use the inner exploration to be able to put 
forward what you want people to know about you and and how you connect with people, which sort of leads us to something else that sometimes people are uncomfortable with, which is getting out there and networking, getting out there and meeting people and sort of putting who you are forward. Mm -hmm. So what advice or recommendations would you give for some effective networking sort of themes or ideas? Mm -hmm. So I, I, and this is just me. So, you know, I wouldn't, is that, you know, they often talk about your personal commercial and how do you say that and how do you express that? For me, I don't say the same thing every time. Like I, I have a different, because you and I like meeting you, we might, I look for what, what makes, puts us in common. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think here's a, um, a hard part with branding is, is that, and maybe I think it's more, even more, more this way with women than men, but I, I hate to exclude men on this too. But for me, I'm always looking at really hard as quickly as I can. What makes us the same? Like what about us is the same. And I try and give my personal commercial or my introduction to someone trying to connect with that, that sameness of each other. And so People often think a, think a brand is that you just say a certain thing all the time and you're always expressing a certain thing about yourself. I think that you also look for what's how do you connect with that person in your most authentic way, expressing pieces of yourself. Like, I'm a pretty enthusiastic person, but I wouldn't walk up to you and say, hi, I'm so enthusiastic, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hopefully you would see that. <laughs> Yes, there are certain things that we like to have be be absorbed rather than thrown in somebody's face. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So from that, you know, I think that what I often say to my uh, students is go out and just practice it. You know, like if you are there's qualities about yourself that you want to have people see in you that they wouldn't normally see in you, practice it. Like try it out at the grocery store, try it out at, you know, at home, try it out, even just while you're driving and record it on your iPhone and just see what's comfortable. Because I would say more important than what you say is how comfortable you are in saying it. And how does that personal expression come across? Yeah. So with that being said, what's the chances that you might have an, a client example about somebody who you noticed a shift in once they became more comfortable and sort of owned who they were, what their true brand was, and you saw a shift because of that? You know, I, I mean, what popped into my head is I have a woman that I just recently finished with, and she was in career transition. And some of the things we talked about was, and she was brilliant. I mean, really, she did an awesome job getting out there. She had a lot of offers. But she said how she represented herself and the way she talked about who she was, that there was a different level of comfort after we really talked about that. And what was interesting is she got like four job offers. I mean, like, I'm not sure I've had anybody in the recent past that has been as successful as she has with that many actual offers. And she felt like the one that she went with, and she felt like every one of them saw her. So she was, whereas other people say things like, oh, I just want to be honest with them. And I think people that really work on their brand don't almost even have to say that because they just are. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it goes from sort of a want to a given because of the way that that we're presenting. It's, it's, we don't have to desire that. We're just Mm -hmm. that. We just be that. 
Right. I mean, I always think about this one interview I had years ago with a an boutique outplacement firm here in the Bay Area. And I said to them, you should never hire me if you want to keep things the same. And they go, no, no, we really, we actually, they kind of pursued me. No, no, we really like that you come in, you have all these ideas and everything. And even they were not quite ready for all my ideas, even though I was right, very upfront about that. Like right. I, I'm not a keep it the same sort of person. But but they were very nice about it. And they let me try some classes and it, it was not, it was just a few days a week. So yeah. Good. So if you had just like one thing that you wanted people to grasp onto or, or really absorb about branding, mm-hmm. what would be that piece of wisdom that you want to be sure that they're walking away with about branding. I would want them to really know it's about being your authentic self. It's it's about bringing out the best of you and finding a place in the world that loves that about you, right? That that really loves that that authentic piece of who you are. I also think it's important to that part of branding is really owning yourself, taking ownership for yourself, not playing victim to anything. It's about saying I'm going to try and influence how I want people to see me the best of me. And so it's a little bit of work. Like it's not an easy process. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I'll work at it, you know, tomorrow and I'll be done. So it's not that at all. So I've got my clock chiming in. Sorry about that. (laughs) It's it's quite all right. Life happens, right? It's like the the chiming song up there. The chiming Uh, is just part of your brand. It is part of my brand. So it it really is. And it's, you know, it's dreams do come true. (laughs) Isn't that funny? It plays like 12 different songs and that's the one playing right now. Dreams really do come true. So we'll go with that. (laughs) We will go with that. And then... You were approached to to write one of the dummies books, which I think is really neat. What when you when you're writing a a book that is so encompassing of a of a topic? That's the way that I look at those dummies books. Is that they are really giving a I don't know bird's eye view or something of right. of a topic. So you wrote dummies branding for dummies, personal branding for dummies, personal branding for dummies. I'm just kind of trying to wrap my head around getting a project that big that kind of presented. Okay, Susan, let's have you, you know, present personal branding to the world, really. How did how did you even kind of wrap your hands around something like that. So I'm a big mind mapper. Have you ever mind mapped? Yes, I love mind mapping. I'm a big mind mapper. And I actually, as part of the process, had to present an outline to them. And, And my outline was quite detailed. It was three pages long with looking at what I would put in each chapter. And it's interesting because like, I knew nothing about publishing. And what I found was, so anyway, I put this outline together. And interestingly enough, they looked at it and they go, we love all this, like, just keep it as is. But then to really get my hands around it, like I mind mapped out the project and I mind mapped out the whole thing. And I had that on my wall. And then I also mind mapped out each chapter. And so what I love about the dummy series is that I could be working on say chapter five and chapter 12 at the same time, because the way, and and they also give as part of the dummy series for the first quarter of the book, they gave me a dummifier who, who taught me how to write dummy style. (laughs) And I loved her so much. I'm like, Joan has to stay with me for the whole book. She's just 
I just love her. Like she was like my, my coach, right. To help me. Yeah. do this. And they're like, no, no, no. Anyway, but make a long story short, I got to keep Joan. We found a way I helped pay for Joan. I didn't care. Right. Like I just really wanted her and she, she was a great guide, but it was, it was overwhelming. And here's the other thing is they only gave me six months. So 360 page book in six months. And I had never written more than articles. So was it was hard. So yeah, so I got what I found in my own personal rhythm was I was a good researcher during the day. And about four o'clock in the afternoon, like my creativity would kick in. And that's when I'd write. And sometimes I'd go way into the night. And so I'd say, say to people, don't call before 10, because I may have been up till two. or whatever. Right. Yeah, so I, I got kind of really off as a person. <laughs> yeah. But now that that you have this book, it's I would assume it's kind of part of your brand now. It's part of what oh, you... Oh, it's hu- hugely part of my brand. Yeah. So people who have ideas within them or, or have a particular expertise might consider doing a book or doing articles or doing a blog. All those things are things that add into our brand of who we are. Yeah. I mean, it's been a really wonderful professional tool for me. Like it's it's given me a lot of credibility. So it's it's nice. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate with um, your stardom that, that you are uh, willing to kind of bring that expertise and share it here with the audience. I so appreciate your time today. Oh, well, you're welcome. Thank you. Such powerful information. So I challenge you, what can you take from what you learned from Susan today, even one thing, and begin to apply it to your work as a coach, to your personal life? In what way can you begin to move forward in personal branding in such a way that helps the world see more of the authentic you? If you'd like more information about Susan or about the show, visit starcoachshow.com. On the resource page, you'll get more information about Susan and her book. On the contact page, you can sign up for the ongoing book giveaway where guests of the show have donated books for our audience in the giveaway. We currently still have a couple copies of Divine Intelligence by Dr. Jane Gardner. Or if you want to reach out and give feedback about the show or ask any questions, never hesitate to contact me through the contact page. And if you are thinking about doing some mentoring and wanting to explore being in the mentor coach program that's about to begin, there's information about that on the website as well. So go to starcoachshow.com if you want any information about the show or the mentor program, and certainly about Susan. In addition, let's have a discussion on Facebook with one another. Let's talk about what you're doing in your practice and, and how you're applying some of the learning from the different experts on the show. Search Star Coach Show on Facebook and let's have some connection and, and share some thoughts. So this is your host, Meg Rentschler wanting you to have a fabulous week. Here's to your coaching success and we'll see you next week.